Thank you for tuning in to the First Gen Hunter Podcast, the go-to resource for those seeking to establish a foundation in hunting knowledge, skills, and tactics. Welcome back to another Saturday afternoon installment of the First Gen Hunter podcast. This is our second episode of the new series where we go every other week and it's kind of this uh, hunting camp type of feel. We were calling it Campfire Chronicle series, but uh, that name was very similar to another podcast out there and we did not want any kind of confusion or anyone to think that we were trying to steal their shtick or anything like that. So we are back to calling it a new name that one of the people on this episode, Mr. Alex Gruen from East to West Hunts, came up with, and that is Hunt Therapy. And if, speaking of Alex, make sure you're keeping an eye on social media because he has been out right as I'm speaking, hunting in Arizona, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll get to see some of the footage from that great trip uh, here very soon. But yeah, this is a great episode where we kind of come back and look at the kickoff to the fall hunting season. Speaking of which, depending on where you're listening from, I know a lot of places down south, uh, where Brandon's at in Delaware, uh, just south of me in Missouri, and uh, north of me in Wisconsin, there's a lot of places that are already hunting deer. So if that's you, I hope you're having some success. Uh, Our friend of the show and uh, multi-time guest, Heath Rayfield's already got a couple bucks on the ground. Yeah, you heard that right. A couple of bucks nice bucks too on the ground this season and uh he's still far from done i'm sure so there's there's all kinds of excitement already in the hunting air uh but it's still kind of hot out and it doesn't quite yet totally feel like fall however last night i got out with my family and i was shooting my bow and it was nice and cool nice uh like 20 degree drop between the heat of the afternoon and going to bed last night and uh, got out kind of at that last light time frame, shooting my bow, and out came four deer. They were running out in the freshly combined or picked cornfield, and uh, they were kind of, you know, just it just made that perfect fall picture that got me all sorts of excited and running over to my truck to grab my binoculars, of course, that I keep in there and uh, get a closer look. But uh, it's it's common, people. The best days of the hunting season are still ahead of us, and they're not that far out. We can almost reach out and touch them. And that's kind of where we're going with this talk. We're going to talk about some of the things we're doing already right now and uh, what we have to look forward to. I give you a great hack on how you can dress more comfortably for work as well so you'll have to listen in for that at the end of this episode but thank you so much for tuning in make sure that you uh, head over to thehuntfishlife.com and check out everything that brandon and his brothers and his cousin james over at huntfish life have going on right now and uh, you can uh, follow along on social media there and uh, just be entertained there's just so many good things that go on there funny memes uh, posts about what people are accomplishing right now while they're hunting so make sure you head over and check that out and make sure that you also take the time to get over to firstgenhunter.com see everything that i have going there there's actually a new video up from last year's november portion of the hunting season so you'll have to check that out there as well you can see jake's buck that he shot 
and uh, all sorts of good stuff there. But that's enough rambling for me. Let's go ahead and hop into it here. Episode number 68, a little hunt therapy here on the First Gen Hunter podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back, everyone, and by everyone, I mean all of you tuning in to this here fine podcast, the First Gen Hunter Podcast, and to four of my favorite hunting buddies, even though uh, I've only actually ever hunted with uh, two of them, or one of them. The other two, <laughs> the other two, we're going to make it happen. But here we are sitting around the virtual campfire here. And uh, we kind of had to come up with a new name. So uh, Campfire Chronicles, that only lasted one episode. Not because I got a cease and desist, but because I was worried I would get a cease and desist. There is a... <laughs> it, it was, and that first one was a good chronicle. So it was that's a Campfire right. Chronicle. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It was a chronicle. chronicle. In fact, I made sure to do that just in case somebody wants to come after me. I made sure to drop that S. Off of any anything there, so that uh, there could be no confusion. And I even put a little note in the show notes, but I don't want to go down that path. A, a guy I know who's uh, big into the hunting podcast world, he uh, recently received one of those, and uh, I don't want to go there. So uh, that podcast is, a, I'm sure, a fantastic podcast. We are not it. We are first-gen hunter. Always will be first-gen hunter. But we have this mm. new series and um, our good buddy, Alex Gruen, who uh, if you hear some wind in the background, it's because he's uh, enjoying the beautiful Michigan evening out on his deck. He came up mm-hmm. with the, the last name and he came up with our new name. So Alex, once again, the red carpet is yours. The, the, the ribbon cutting ceremony, the scissors belong to you. <laughs> They're in your hand. What is the new name of the new every other week series here on the First Gen Hunter podcast? The new name, which makes total sense, is Hunt Therapy. Amen, brother. And it mm. is therapeutic. It is. You know, I haven't absolutely. Is. Absolutely, yeah. I haven't laughed this much since the last one. <laughs> Actually, I was I was editing I was editing the last one, and uh, you know I, all those little lessons you have to teach your kids when they're really young. One of them that we've been working on with Jonas recently is <laughs> don't laugh at people. <laughs> he sees me there editing this podcast and i'm just busting up listen to what everybody's saying (laughs) and uh jonas goes daddy we don't laugh at people (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you do when they're funny so uh it's uh it's good to have you guys back on here the first one i think was uh it was successful because i was entertained so hopefully if anybody else Mm -hmm. was uh tuning into that they were as well but here we are back again good old jake boucher my youngest brother and uh, our buddy Alex Gruen, and of course, the man who's been here since the beginning, Mr. Brandon Martin of The Hunt Fish Life. And, uh, you know, 
Now that we, we got the new name down, Hunt Therapy, let's go ahead and talk about the other thing that's going on right now. And the other reason why we had to quick get this one in so Brandon can get off the bed. It's dove season, people. Anybody uh, <laughs> anybody uh, shot any jalapeno peppers here yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> peppers or poppers <laughs> yeah yeah that's right did i say peppers See, or, oh, man peppers. i need some serious therapy here jalapeno poppers yeah. oh <laughs> yeah a little hard to shoot off the vine this year <laughs> i think you're going tomorrow aren't you jake no i i think i, I never heard if western was going tomorrow or not so, so uh, I'm not planning on it. Probably not going, but Brandon is. Brandon, you got a honey yes. hole that you're hitting nice and early, huh? Yeah, man, I'm excited. You know, I was I was talking to the guys a little bit, you know, earlier on, and you know, it, it this is something you know that I really enjoyed, you know, setting things up, you know, for for guys, you know, it, it's it's fun because you know you try to. Um, you know, you talk about therapy and, 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 uh, some of the things that you really enjoy and that's setting up opportunity for memories with other people. And, uh, you know, so I kind of have a track record of doing for several years, um, about probably 10 years ago, we were doing like a pheasant hunt every year. So we would do a pheasant hunt in the late winter. And then I transitioned that to deep sea fishing about five years ago. And so we've been doing deep sea trips, you know, at once a year with a group of guys, and that group of guys honestly changes every year. You know, a couple guys will be, you know, the same sure. guys that'll go every year. And then a couple other guys will transition in. Um, and then this year I decided, you know, early September, I've always wanted to do a dove hunt like over sunflowers. You know, I love dove hunting. I grew up dove hunting and, uh, but never, you know, it was, it was, it was usually the classic, you know, Hey, we're going to walk behind the house in the cornfield and, you know, right. kind of see, and, and, you know, had a fair amount of success, but nothing, nothing crazy. And, uh, so I got in contact with a guy who is, uh, lives in the Northern part of Delaware and super nice guy, young guy, um, you know, has, you know, really nice setup, five acres of sunflowers. And, uh, we're going to go out there with five of us guys, five of the guys, all five guys are actually in, in the hunting club that I run. And, uh, so we've kind of figured it would be a good honorary, you know, official kickoff to the season. So we're super excited. We're going to be out there early tomorrow and, um, I mean, it was, you know, very reasonable too. I mean, just go out there, guys going to, you know, take us out and just kind of show us a good time. Actually, it's kind of a nice setup because, um, it's, it, you know, 85 bucks a guy and, um, you know, morning and afternoon. I mean, t- tomorrow, unfortunately, the way it works out for all of us, we can only hunt the morning, but you know, 85 bucks a guy for morning and afternoon, you get the clubhouse all day, you know, you can play pool, hang out, you know, the wow. guy was even like, man, guys want to bring burgers and steaks i'll cook them for you i mean just really really nice and so this might end up turning into a you know a yearly type thing so very excited to kick that off tomorrow and it looks like there's going to be some good cloudy conditions for the first couple hours tomorrow morning which you know it traditionally i really prefer cloudy conditions for dove hunting seems like it helps them fly a little bit longer in the morning so just very excited to go up there and i mean man it's gonna be fun i can't wait yeah, that's awesome. So when you guys go, do you throw decoys out or are you just uh, letting birds kind of do what birds do? Yeah, you know, I have I have used decoys in the past, usually just the clip-on decoys, not like the mojos. I actually did have a buddy of mine um, say, you know, mentioned to me, I actually invited a neighbor of mine. He said, oh, man, I got a mojo. And uh, I actually thought about asking him if I could borrow it. But the guy, you know, the guy told me, you know, said, you know, you guys can bring some if you want, but with being right in the sunflowers, it should be pretty thick, should be pretty good. But I've kind of been curious about trying decoys on that side of things. You guys have any experience with the decoying on the, the dove side of things? Yeah, every time I've hunted them, 
it's been with with decoys and um okay i've only ever the only time i've really ever been in a good spot the decoys worked really well um yeah jake was with me last year and uh the decoys definitely got us the birds that we had but we weren't in a very good spot there were the just oh, okay. bird numbers weren't that great but we wouldn't have gotten any if it wasn't for the decoys in fact uh um, yeah. i don't know if you remember jake but the birds kind of like flew past us and then looped back in because they saw the decoys. We had a oh, couple cool. of mojos going yeah. and uh, that was fun. I mean, watching them do that, that was really fun. And, um, you know, I was actually out. I mean, <laughs> this is so awesome. I, uh, I'm i hunting in my front yard like all the last since the opener. I, I go out like literally like... <laughs> <laughs> like bow range from my, my, <laughs> my kitchen. And, uh, I'm sitting there and Jonas went out with me before work and, uh, on, on, uh, the day after the opener and, um, the only two doves that have flown over, I think it was because I had my, uh, decoys out there and, uh, Jonas was talking my ear off when they flew over. <laughs> by the time I, <laughs> by the time I saw him, it was, it was over with. And, uh, since then, <clears throat> the doves have pretty well had me figured out, but yeah, it's pretty cool when your uh, wife can call you for supper uh, through the window instead of through your cell phone. Oh, uh, wow. You know, that's amazing. Come that's in from yeah, come in from awesome. hunting. So, yeah, you know, yeah. my my hope is to kind of uh, maybe uh, by next year have a decent food source there for doves. I'd like to get yeah. some prairie plots going here, and uh, um, you know, just have maybe even go expand that a little bit and and just do a straight sunflower plot or something like that or sorghum or something yeah. that that would mm-hmm. uh be you know extra to the the prairie plots but even i think having some of those prairie plots up you know that's what those birds were naturally using before uh corn and soybeans took over so yep you know it'd be it'd be interesting to see what i could end up putting together right here in my own yard, you know? And, yeah. And I think that would be, <laughs> that'd be fun. And, and you guys would always be welcome to come out and, and, uh, partake if, uh, you could make it this way. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about dove season. Even if you don't yeah. hunt it, I think everyone acknowledges that it's like this, this building excitement to the best time of the year, the, the fall hunting season. And so, yeah. uh, you know, you got all that going on, but, but, um, I'm going to try and get out tomorrow morning, nice and early with a, a friend. Uh, and, uh, I'm going <laughs> to, like, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, Caitlin's working all weekend. So, uh, I'll have the kids bright and early. I'm going to set up a tent. I'm going to set up a tent for them, give them their headphones and, uh, <laughs> and they're going to be, I'm going to try and keep them out of sight and keep them quiet enough and throw the decoys out in the yard and see what we can there do. There you but, go. But, need uh, a ground blind for the kids. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> you need something. A ground blind. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a, that's kind of what's going on here for kicking it off. But uh, we got a guy yeah. here who's uh, kicking off the fall hunting season Western style, which is elk. And uh, it's yeah. the only way to go for me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alex mm-hmm. is, uh, how many days are you away, man? I don't know. What's today? Today's the fifth. Yes, nope. I'm like uh, nine days out. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Man, nice. I cannot wait until uh, 
you're out there and you're sharing stuff on Instagram. And uh, I will be deeply offended if I don't get a big bull down text. Just kidding. You don't have to <laughs> text you a small bull down. There. <laughs> <laughs> then, you'll, then you'll get a picture after and it'll be <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I shot a spike. I shot the biggest spike ever. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's awesome. A, a trophy spike. Now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I am uh I'm super excited to see what what comes from that. And um, you know, that's kind of the other thing I wanted to really hit tonight was, you know, how are you feeling going into this? Are you uh you, you know, what what's hopes and dreams and I have on here on our script here that we're gonna talk from and anxieties. What do you got? I mean, like where are you at from a you know, like mental side of all this Mm -hmm. oh you know mentally i feel good i feel i feel like i have everything that i need i feel like i've got my whole plan you know set up and i feel good about that my only anxiety is my bow actually Mm. and that's just because you know as i said last last time that we spoke i had to swap out a lot of different things and I felt really dialed in a week ago and then I shot yesterday and I'm, I'm good, but I'm just not great. Sure. Meaning I'm not hitting, you know, four arrows in a bullseye consistently at anything but 20 or 25 yards. Everything Mm -hmm. else is like, I'm, you know, I'm around it. And then I shot really well two weeks ago at 60 yards. I mean, I had three in the bullseye back to back and then yesterday I shot and I was, in my opinion, all over the place. So I wasn't feeling great about it. So I need another, you know, one or two sessions of really feeling dialed in. And that, that's probably my mental game right now is the, the apprehension or anxiety on what I'm shooting or how I'm shooting. But yeah, Yeah. you know, that's, I gotta feel like I gotta feel real confident. Like, you know, I, I grew up playing sports and played soccer and basketball and basketball every day that I practiced, I always ended on a on a layup and a jump shot that I back to back. It was kind of like oh, yeah. I ended on a on a good note. It was just a mental thing for me. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like that. I need that right now. I need yeah. I need three or four arrows to be consistent. And you know, I'm kind of playing a game with myself. Like I'll shoot at 20, 25, 30, 35, see how I do, and then I'll take the same arrows and then I'll go back. You know. 40 45 50 55 and then i'll i'll take four at 60 yeah. it's a lot of shooting but my arm gets tired and then i feel all over the place and i refuse to change my pins because they feel good so right yep no i think that's i think that's smart you know to to try and end on a good note but at yeah. the same time you know you get one of those those big broadheads in there and people are probably booing me and they're going yeah but yeah but well i mean hear me out you know you're you're ramming a really sharp, really fast, you know, uh, stick through something. If you're even if you're not ten ringing that day, if you're nine ringing, you're probably going to be okay. And that's that's in a sense that's what's what's to the hunter's advantage based on the anatomy of the animal. You know, we we worry about those big those big shoulder blades, and we worry about you know being a little bit off the mark, but those lungs are packed in there really close to the heart 
and you know you get a shot through the diaphragm you know that's just as good of a a, maybe even better than a a heart shot because they're not going to run as far as they would you know with a with a with a heart shot or even you know even a an expandable through the through the neck was probably going to hit a major artery or something so you know i think uh i think uh you know don't put too much pressure on yourself but i can understand you know some how some of that just just go comes with the game of archery you know there's just more variables and you're going out if you're going out there with a rifle you know that's what i love about rifle hunting is you can eliminate variables and uh you you just you you can't really do that with with a bow but that's also what makes it fun and Mm -hmm. more i mean i don't i i I, i'm careful saying this but i think you guys would probably agree with me because you've all done some bow hunting i think it's more rewarding when when you can make it happen with a bow so if you're out there in that trophy trophy bowl unit like you've been dreaming of and uh I'm waiting a long time for this tag. I think it's going to come together for you and and really just be be something that that's going to be feel good all the way around. So, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm uh I'm really uh really happy that it's you. <laughs> you deserve it. Well, yeah. So, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I I I was doing a countdown of how many elk hunts I've been on and this is this is, you know, I've been on 8. So, this is going to be my ninth hunt. Nice. and nice. i'm you know different areas yeah that's kind of what i like i like i don't like to hunt the same places over and over i like different things because of sure. the mm-hmm. experience of it but you know different area different weather uh you know different weapons over time but this is my first archery elk hunt and i've been out there in the rut with you know muzzleloaders and and I've been out there for spike hunts, you know, when you can have a rifle and you're, you're bringing in big bulls. This is the first time I'm like prime rut with a bow. Yeah. And, and that's really what I'm looking forward to. I mean, yeah, I, I can get those bulls in within, you know, 15, 20 yards because mm. they're just losing their minds Yeah. and, and having a bow, like that's the cool part about it. You're definitely like, you're close and it's, yeah, it's exhilarating. So so yeah man i'm pumped it's gonna be a good time and and, uh, i i really don't have any doubts i just wanna i want to be perfect and if i'm close to it i feel pretty good yeah yeah for sure i i uh i i can't even imagine being being that close to an animal like that with a bow i mean that's just that's just insane. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what's worse? Being that close and you can't shoot them. <laughs> oh, man. Been, yeah. right. <laughs> it's like pain and agony in three of my hunting years. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> so, no, I'd be good. You know, it's interesting, though, that Alex brings up that, you know, the whole point about um, that that shot, you know, and feeling good about that. You know, I don't know if a lot of the listeners do this um, or if you guys do, but, you know, I, I usually, I mean, I usually have a target with, I mean, like probably most of us know what it's like to, you know, during hunting season, like my vehicle becomes a mobile hunting unit. Like, uh-huh. I mean, you know, every, you know, I've got the tub in there of clothes. I've got, you know, uh, I've got, you know, a target in the back, whatever. And I usually, you know, unless I'm really running late, you know, I usually will just set that target up at the front of the property real quick and just take a couple shots. And it's amazing how, when, you know, if you can, if you can make a good couple of shots, especially your last shot, 
you know, it's amazing how good that helps you feel, you know, because you, then you're going in, you, you really, it's a, a lot of it. We all know is a lot of it's a mind game, you know, what 100%. I mean? like, if you feel good about that, I mean, your confidence is there. You're not going to be second guessing yourself and that's where you get yourself in trouble. So, I mean, playing to, you know, knowing, knowing that about ourselves, playing to that strength is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I've just been in the, the rodeo so long and I, and I do it so often and you know, everybody yeah. preps before their hunt, if they're serious about it, you yes. know, right. but I, I remember actually, it's a really funny story. I remember being in Colorado. This was the last time I was there and I had, I had a buck tag and I had a over the counter bull tag and I had gone into some sagebrush. Mm. I was, I was coming down on a trail with my Jeep. I stopped and I looked in some sagebrush and a bunch of hunters, you know, road hunters every day are just driving by there. And I'm like, you know, like, I think, I think there's deer bedded in here and, and nobody's seeing them. Mm-hmm. And we, we weren't seeing any elk and actually pretty, pretty much everybody in camp, there were six of us. Everybody was pretty defeated at this point. I think we were five days mm-hmm. in and I'm like, we got to get off this mountain. Got to get off this mountain. I kept saying it for three days. And then as we were, as we were in camp, I'm like, that's it. You know, you guys can stay here and hunt the same thing. I need to go, you know, I know that the elk aren't here as Mm -hmm. I'm coming down the mountain to get out. I stop in the, in the sage over there and sure as heck, here comes the deer just bust right out and he jumps in front of me and I end up shooting him. I end up, I end up shooting him. He's, he's 15 yards away from me. And, oh. and I, and I got my rifle and, you know, it's zeroed at a hundred yards and I'm looking at it <laughs> and I, you know, and I shoot and, and literally the deer doesn't do anything. Like he, he's looking at me like I'm just crazy, you know? And, and I'm like second guessing myself. I'm like, there's no way that I miss that deer. There's just yeah. no way. I yeah. mean, I'm yeah. so dialed in at a hundred yards and I'm like, I mean, at 15, that bullet's not going yeah, you know, it's not, it's not going it's not up. Rising that's for sure. That so, high. Yeah. So I'm like, there's, you know, it should have been a perfect stat. So the deer trots off and he goes into the nearby woods and I don't think anything of it. And I'm like, I missed that deer at 15 yards. I've, it's <laughs> unbelievable. There's just no yeah. way, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself through it. So I get down the bottom of the mountain and now I, I'm, I'm heading down the highway as I'm going to start heading up. So I don't know. It's like a good, like 45 minute drive to kind of get up into the Hills. And then, you know, now I'm like off-roading. So I get to the top of this mountain and I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, there's no way that I missed that deer. Like, yeah, you know, I'm like, but I'm, I'm, I'm second guessing it, but I was just so confident in my shooting that I was like, I'm, I'm not dumb. There's no way that I missed that deer. So I get to the top and here's the stump and I have a, uh, what is it? Dead downwind bottle in yeah, my, in yeah. my Jeep, take it out. And I put it on the stump and I go walk 30 yards off from that thing. <laughs> and I'm free handing it. I'm not even like leaning on anything. And I drill that thing. And I'm like, I know that I shot that deer. Like that just confirms I shot it. So yeah. now I spend no time on this mountain. I head all the way back down. I go back <laughs> to where I stopped. I get out of my truck and I follow where the deer went. He died like 10 feet from where I let him go into the, into the woods. Oh, wow. goodness. What so, a great little so, tip there. 
Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I just call so, that out for a second? That is a fantastic tip because I think of how many people through time have done that very similar thing where, you know, no reaction from the deer. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, I don't know how, somehow my scope's off. When I get home, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to get redialed in. But how smart yeah. was that to go and check, find a way to check right now? Because then you do know, you know that mm-hmm. it wasn't an equipment no failure. Way. And even even if you pulled your barrel when you squeezed the trigger or pulled the trigger rather, in that case, mm-hmm. at 15 yards, you're right. You're still going to, I mean, that's still going to be a brisket shot or a, a you know, mid body shot or something. It's not going to be a yeah. clean miss at 15 yards. And so nope. that was, man, that was, that was really smart of you to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, awesome. I was like so stubborn on the fact that I was not shooting inaccurately, but I was like second guessing myself, you know? Yeah. And when you're confident, I guess my moral of this whole story is like, I'm big on confidence and what you were just talking about, Brandon and, mm-hmm. and, you know, being, being a mental game. Yeah. If I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't confident in my shot, I would have never gone back, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was my, my whole mental point of like, I'm going to prove to myself I didn't miss it, but now I have the integrity, you know, I'm not going to let this deer go, but I'm like, I got to go find this deer. Cause there's no way that I missed him. And, and I, I, fo- I followed what I thought was the trail that he took. I never found any blood. Wow, and, really? and, and I get to him and I realize he, you know, it was a pure lung shot. It went right through both of his lungs, but that bullet being so close, it never mushroomed or anything. It went hmm. through him and, and the hole was literally the size of the bullet. Wow. So wow. Yeah. Then like nothing ever came out of it. That's, that's mm-hmm. what, what I was looking for. And I, I yeah. think it hit him so fast. He had no idea he even hit him. He just literally right. walked 10 feet and he bled out and with his blood pressure dropping. And, yeah. you know, luckily I got to him in, in time. I saved the meat. I got to camp and, uh, you know, everybody's all sour and, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, and here we are, you know, I literally, I left the next morning. I'm like, all right, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to be in camp with a bunch of grumps. So. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, you, you guys so keep I doing left. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, of course, nobody else shot anything. But but to that point, it was kind of like, you know, being confident to me, that was that was the, the head game. And, and I always have to have that. If I feel that darn confident, like, I, I feel really, really good mm-hmm. with everything. And right now, just I'm at 90, 90%. Let's call it that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. I and and uh, I'd say, you know, I don't know how much my advice is worth on elk hunting, but just keep doing what you're doing and and find that, you know, comfort zone shot that's your money shot and and uh yeah, I think you'll be I think you'll be uh doing really well. And since it's a more coveted zone, would you say this, Alex? Um the pressure there on those animals is far less. So although you may still have to, at the end of the day, you know, stretch out to a 60 yard shot, your likelihood of getting a 20 yard shot opportunity is much greater there just because of the difference in pressure that those animals have been exposed to. I don't, I don't necessarily know that that would be the case. I I think, 
there's less pressure. So I think the reality of it is there's going to be a lot more folks spread out and that's not, maybe they're going to, it's not going to push those elk as much, but if mm. they're, if they're prime in the rut and you know, mm. I'm upsetting them yeah. with a, with a that's bugle or, 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 or a, you know, a cow call and they're coming in, they're going to come in, you know, like yeah. I, 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 I had that in, in Utah last year, you know, or, you know, I'm, I'm out there and I, you know, chirp a cow call and I got a, a bull literally, I just, I just heard him. He, he, he broke a few branches. He let out a big old growl and then I moved another 10 yards and then I, I cow called again and I just literally watched his head just come up over this little ridge and he beelined it straight to me. And I was just frozen there staring at him because I had a spike tag in my hand and I got a, you know, 320 inch bull come screaming and, and I'm watching at him 10 feet and he walks around me and he does, he has no clue I'm there. And, but he did like a full circle. And then, you know, at that point he's trying to smell what's going on. And at that point, the, the wind got to his nose and he had no clue what it was like that, that I was there, but Mm-hmm. just walked off in in the opposite direction slowly and uh i don't i think it's going to be very similar to that i think the habitat needs to play a role i mean if you're in some heavy pines or in your you know in in some dark area i think i think you're more apt to have to take a a, a farther shot because they're they're limited on their paths you know that they mm. take i i haven't seen elk go blowing through pine trees that, that come down pretty low they have set travel corridors and, sure. and they're going on those trails where they have more of the openings i think in um you know mahogany or some sage uh, some of that open juniper country mm-hmm. it's it's more apt to have them come in closer and get a closer shot in in my opinion from what i've experienced man i'm i'm just I wish I could be there to help you carry out a uh, quarter or something. Not not anything more than that because I'm kind of out of shape still. But but uh. <laughs> listen, you can debone it, okay? We'll, yeah, we'll just debone it. There we go. There we go. No man, I'm I'm super excited for you and can't wait to uh, can't wait to see everything that ends up on the old Alex dot and East to West hunts Instagram pages and Facebook page and even on go wild. So yeah, there'll be a, be really cool to, to see that happening. But Brandon, our other, our other veteran here on the, uh, Jake and I we're we're, we're first gen true and, you know, through and through, we're just over here, like, like, uh, learning so much, but, (laughs) but, uh, other than, uh, doves, Delaware is a unique place to be in September. Yes. Oh man, it is. Delaware. I mean, it's, well, my family's been in Delaware. We talked about this for for over 400 years. So I, it's obviously the good <laughs> Lord's will that that the Martins stay in Delaware. So what and, you're saying uh, is you got to, those you deer know, patterned. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, it, you know, just even first few days of the season, I was telling the guys this. But uh, man, we've got a we've got one particular deer that that we nicknamed X. Um, last year for Professor yep. X uh, yep. from the X-Men because he's great at reading minds. And uh, he's he is back this year again. He's uh, we've got we've got about uh, between the properties, about a half dozen solid shooters. This guy's the biggest one of the bunch. And he is just so thick. His mass is really awesome. He's 
he's tall, he's high. I mean, it's, it's just, just one of those deer that you just look at and you're like, man, I just want that guy on my wall, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the wind, you know, the wind over the last few days, we had a really nice north wind for a few days, and then it started shifting southerly, and that was right when he was just coming in. He's actually hitting um, some mineral sites really heavy. Uh, showed up like three days in a row, but the wind was just not one. One day the wind was perfect, but unfortunately we all had to work, and then the other two days it shifted when we could have hunted, and it wasn't the right wind. So just trying to use, you know, the uh, the the discipline to, you know, early season not running those deer out of there and whatnot but yeah we I mean we we had planted some food plots we've been trimming those um we just actually just yesterday my my dad and i went up and uh, put up a real nice tripod stand on another one of the pieces of property oh, I saw that. That was cool. um, so yeah so that was great we we did that we checked some cams um you know just you know kind of just checked a few other stands just make sure they're stable and secure and just all that prep work you know and it's interesting the older that i get um the more that i enjoy um, it, the prep, um, you know, the, the, the opportunity to go out, you know, I always, I always marvel at these guys who spend big, big bucks to, to go out and, you know, go on trophy hunts, like trophy whitetail hunts, mm. um, and things like that, you know, and, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's, that's awesome. That's great. And, and when I, when I say that, I mean, guys that only do that, you know, they don't really necessarily hunt in their neck of the woods. They just sure. kind of go out maybe once a year and maybe that's all the, the time that they have, you know, and that's, man, that's great. But I think there's so much more enjoyment to be had in being a part of the prep work. And, uh, there's something special about, you know, looking at the topography of a map and thinking, man, I, I think that a stand right there would be awesome. And then, you know, you get boots on the ground and you're like, wow, man, this is even better than I thought. Oh, you know, I'll tweak this. I'll tweak that. You get a stand up. And then maybe, you know, you have someone go in there that year and they're successful. That to me is like the best feeling in the world, you know, and, and it's been cool to see that happen time and time again over the course of, of the, the years that I've been hunting. So, I mean, it's really neat to see a plan come together, be a part of the prep work. And, you know, it's, it's funny too, because, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, all the anticipation, you know, you're, you're looking so forward to something. And then I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but then, you know, you get out there and it's like be the night before, you know, opener or whatever, you know, you didn't sleep well, you're anticipating things, you get out there, you're freezing and maybe, maybe you're not <laughs> feeling the best. And you're like, man, that, that, that prep work, I really, I kind of like, you know, I liked that feeling better than <laughs> sometimes, you know, just the way it works out. But, you know, of course there's so much enjoyment in that as well, but, you know, really cool to be able to get out there early season. And this next weekend looks like it's going to, the weather's going to cool back down again. And uh, hopefully we have some good northerly winds. Our properties are really geared for the most part uh, for for north and westerly winds. Um, so the early season, when we have a lot of those prevailing southerly winds in September, it gets kind of hard. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we'll just do some of that prep work midday and just kind of get out of there, you know, and, and try to preserve the integrity of the properties. So that's what we're trying to do. Just be smart early on and, and try to get a good game plan together to, to get success. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Now I do have one question for you though, Brandon. Yeah. Is there going to be a mad dash to the tree stand when uh, <laughs> a couple of you guys have the right time off of work and the wind's coming from the right direction? <laughs> Professor yeah, X know, shows up on the salt cam. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I mean, and and you know, this is this is probably something all of us can relate to, and you know, it, it's. 
you know, we're blessed with a group that is really, it is a team effort, you know, and, and I've, I've been blessed, you know, praise God, you know, through, you know, through uh, a little bit of skill and a lot of luck to be able to shoot a fair number of really nice bucks. And, uh, you know, it, it, praise God that that has worked out like that. And it, you know, when you get them down, you know, you, the, the more mature you get in, in your hunting career, you know, the more you, I, it's almost like becoming a dad, you know, it, you know, I, I had so many great memories growing up, not just of the outdoors, but just in general. And then I realized, you know, when I became a dad, I realized the only thing better than having those memories growing up was watching them being created in your own children. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing with hunting, you know, when you, uh, when you are a team and, you know, you feel like you're successful if a teammate is successful, you know, it's kind of like, man, you almost just want other people to get out there it's not that you don't relish the time yourself um but you enjoy it so much where man if you're if you're on the back end of things tracking something or you're man you got that text and someone got the opportunity and man like you know you really do feel like you you, there's not there's really not a feeling like man uh man i could have been there i could have i could have sniped that spot from him an hour earlier and man you know so i mean it's really cool to be a part of something like that and uh i think that's pretty common you know in our circles too where you know, people really enjoy the fellowship and that camaraderie and that teamwork. And so, you know, now that said, I mean, Hey, if it happens to work out, that I get the first opportunity. I mean, hey, <laughs> you're rolling, huh? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because usually the summertime, <clears throat> you know, most people don't, you know, most normal people that don't hunt. I don't know if you guys experience this, but you know, when you're talking about taking vacations in like October and November, they're kind of like, I mean, other than Thanksgiving, they're kind of like, why would you really want time off in October and November? And you're like, well, exactly. It works out great. You wanted all your time off in the summer. I'm yep. taking all my time off in October, November. So it works out great. You know, so, yep. so I'm looking forward to that. You know, hopefully a lot of Fridays off and, you know, a lot of flexibility on the schedule side of things coming up Good. so we can get out there. Good. yeah so i mean just um nothing nothing but you know yeah we all know what it's like it's like you know it's like a few months of christmas it's like a few months of christmas eve you know you're just excited this time of year every chance to get out there and do something have some fun and enjoy fellowship so i mean it's it's going to be awesome yeah definitely definitely well i'm i'm excited to see what happens with uh professor x and uh you know when, yes. you're, when, when you're talking about all that prep work and stuff jake and i we had quite a uh adventure um you nice. know for, for us it was uh pretty uneventful <laughs> usually something crazy <laughs> happens when jake and i try doing some kind of hunting prep together or even go hunting together <laughs> but uh, uh we got jake jake uh you know he he was set on putting a stand in this one spot i tried talking him out of it but uh, i gotta admit <laughs> when uh we got there jake i was like yeah this is a good spot he uh okay, he did all nice. the he did all the aerial scouting and of course you know from being on the farm enough times uh he'd he'd seen some features that he'd liked and you know he's mm-hmm. he's been a student of the game and uh nice. you guys should see and maybe we'll use this for uh for uh our album art for this one unless uh Unless uh, this podcast comes out after Alex uh, just arrows a giant yeah. uh, down in Arizona, uh, that'll definitely be the cover or P- Professor X too. <laughs> but um, oh, man, Jake yes. could uh, Jake could you put up his bag target? You guys should see Jake's bag target. How long have you owned that thing, Jake? Maybe a year? Not quite a year? Yeah, probably just right out of a year. <laughs> you guys should see it. <laughs> it it is completely missing. The center, 
the center of the one side of the bag. That is how much shooting this man has done. Wow, that's and, great. Uh, he's going I don't all. Know if I've gotten much better, but, <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> but uh, all trad stuff this year, right, Jake? Yep, yep. I haven't even shot my compound since I double legged that deer last year. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Confidence to that one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Jake's like when we're when I'm over there giving my monologue on. Don't worry about it. The the arrow will take care of it for you. Jake's like, uh huh. Take out his legs. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You boys ever hear of a femoral artery? Forget the heart. (laughs) Oh man. No, it's uh. Hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? And Jake is <laughs> yeah, Jake. Good, yeah. Jake has been doing what it takes to uh, get on the other side of that uh, that uh, ratio of good to lucky, and uh, he's he's uh, he's definitely put the practice in. He even brought his bow along while we were hanging his stand, and oh, and uh, um, he uh, took a couple of shots from the stand. He was right on. So yeah, nice. I think it's uh, uh we even set up a mock scrape, didn't we, Jake? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little early, but uh, hey, you waste not a uh, precious commodity when you're in the deer woods, right? There Brandon, go, Brandon, yeah. t- Brandon right. taught us that one last year. Yeah, so. oh my goodness, it works like a charm. I'm telling you, <laughs> Brandon's got like 15 scrapes right below his favorite stand. <laughs> plus, it, plus, it works out great if you really want your buddies to go to a uh, a different piece. Like, hey, guys, there's like a huge scrape line, like all over the place, and you, you can hide tail it to another piece so it's good (laughs) oh man man. that's like that's like tried and true hunting camp yeah getting back at somebody right there that's right that's right oh man no i'm uh i'm excited for that i think jake picked a great spot and um i'm actually thinking about going back there uh this coming weekend and uh putting up a stand for for myself on a spot that'd be a little adjustment from what Jake and I noticed last year from where we were hunting. And we both harvested uh, nice bucks from the, the stand we used last year. But, um, I think we would, uh, we would, uh, have even more luck if we, uh, made some, some slight tweaks there. And so, uh, that's kind of what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, just hunt a little bit smarter. And, uh, of yeah. course I'd be, uh, what is the right term? Remiss? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd remiss, be, yep. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I, uh, spotted a pretty sweet little shed hole while I, uh, oh. <laughs> while, I was, <laughs> while I was out there, you guys know, I can't stop thinking about those things. I'm going to be the first guy <laughs> to find a match set in like July, one of these days. <laughs> I'm, I'm always shed hunting, but, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that too, of course. But, um, you know, the last thing I wanted to, I wanted to work in here cause I didn't bring it up the last episode of this. And it was something I've just have felt so like, you know, I'm like walking around with a smile on my face every day at work because of this. I have hacked business casual dress codes at work. I've hacked it. <laughs> and uh, the way I have hacked it, because I am a guy who just hates wearing like, you know, dress clothes. I mm-hmm. I just feel it feels so like restrictive. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. But anyways, 
<laughs> so, so Alex, you, you'll appreciate this because you're a gear junkie. I have gone through like most of the main hunting lines of clothing. And uh, for all of my business casual work pants, I have found their solid colors that they have. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, I go over to good old Black Ovis, you know, like one of my favorite places to shop ever. So uh, just a little uh, throw out there that uh, we do work with Black Ovis here. And uh, you can go into the show notes or on my Instagram link tree and, and go that way and, and uh, do a little shopping for yourself. But you buy yourself some of these highly... I don't know what the right term here engineered, like, like uh smartly engineered pants. And they are the most comfortable things in the world. You do not feel like you're walking around in a pair of stuffy old starched pleated pressed khakis. <laughs> I was going to ask, can you, you still feel get like pieces in those that you like? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but man, it I like them better than jeans. They are wow. so comfortable. And nice. uh yeah, man, it is it is uh revolutionized my uh, <laughs> my work wardrobe. So, do yourself a favor, you know, go to the big name uh camouflage companies and they usually have, you know, a couple different pairs of pants that they'll have in like a uh, you know, like a gray or a khaki color or something like that and uh you put those bad boys on and uh they're like the mullet of pants the, you know the business in the front party in the back man they are stretchy they uh they got the little extra pockets for your cell phone and uh i don't know you just feel like you're pulling one over on the man i guess so so uh, <laughs> there's there's your little i guess you know we haven't done a tip of the day in a while with the the, the new format of the show but but i guess that would be your tip of the day get yourself mm-hmm. some hunting clothes that you can wear at work and uh you know you'll feel that much closer to the woods and uh you'll feel uh that much more comfortable i think too so there's my little uh nice my little uh work clothes hack for you but well guys it's getting late brandon's got a 3 30 a.m alarm <laughs> in the back of his brain Man, i gotta go i gotta go set up the pop-up tent in the dark for my kids in the morning and uh yeah, nice. <laughs> i've get got my... a harry potter date with Gigi. there you go there you go <laughs> that's fun too hey that's good <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh let's go ahead and shut this one down, fellas, but make sure uh after you get done tuning into this one, you head over to East to West Hunts at alexgruen.com. Don't forget the old promo code firstgen10. Get yourself 10% off and go do one of these dream hunts that uh Alex has been talking about and hopefully you can see too just by listening to him. The guy's got so much experience and so much know-how uh that he'll be able to get you where you need to be enjoying things in a a way better than you've ever have before. And of course, don't forget about Camo Fire and Black Ovis as well. Again, through the link tree on my Instagram or in the show notes, you may now hear my kids beating down the door like a couple of zombies <laughs> coming to eat my brains. So I, uh, I better uh, <laughs> let you guys go here. So until next time, everyone, take care and take someone hunting. <laughs>